Welcome to Inside the Media Minds. I'm your host, Christine Blake. This show features in-depth interviews with tech reporters who share everything from their biggest pet peeves to their favorite stories and give you a behind-the-scenes look at the life of a technology reporter. We'll learn about the person behind the byline and get their thoughts on the top trending stories. From our studio at W2 Communications, let's go Inside the Media Minds. We're here with Sean Spazito, a senior analyst um, in the fraud and security practice at Javelin Strategy and Research. Thanks for coming in and talking to us. Of course, thanks so much for having me. Awesome, it's good to see you here. We are at the Trace Tequila Tasting Room at the RSA. Yes, there's no tequila to be found. There is no tequila. It's locked up. But we are. You're watching home, boss. <laughs> but we're here recording um, at the RSA Security Conference in San Francisco. So we're here to talk to Sean about some of his background, some trends he's seeing in the industry, and um, kind of things that he's looking at um, currently in the industry. So Sean, let's uh, get started with a little bit about your background and um, things that you cover. Oh, so so um, Javelin Strategy and Research is, is really focused on financial services. Um, so so it's a traditional analyst research firm. Uh, we, we focus on things that relate to our customers in terms of like payments, online banking, retail banking, mm -hmm. and then of course um, fraud management and cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. um, so I am on the security end of the house, sure. um, and my colleague is on the fraud management side of the house. But we work very closely together because fraud management is a frontline business issue uh, for financial services companies, like for retail banks. That is it. I like that. That's perfect. That <laughs> um, so, understanding you cover that sort of niche area, what are some trends that you're currently seeing right now? So, so high-level trends. Yeah. Um, uh, from a product security standpoint, I, uh, authentication is always a, a, a real, um, a real large issue, mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, because uh, there are laggards to adoption in terms of consumers, right? So, so while that target end state of let's have a hardware security token and let's make sure mm -hmm. we know exactly who our customer is at the point of a transaction or yeah. when they use our mobile or online uh, or our online app mm -hmm. right um, you know that's that's very well articulated that risk-based authentication mm -hmm. here in between that's something that I'm, I'm sort of continuously seeing right Got it. Mm -hmm. So Sean, Tony Wells, um, question for you on that though. So as you're talking to folks here at RSA, um, with that, with your the focus that you have, what are you most interested in hearing from folks this week? What are you meeting with them? What are they talking to you about that's different? So. So I am always asking about how do you make the job of the internal security team easier, mm -hmm. right? Just from a business management perspective, right? How are you not disrupting my people and my processes while providing me value? And that's something I'm always trying to ask, uh, ask vendors. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So, how many times have you been here at the RSA conference? It's like uh, my fifth or my sixth year. I, I know it's it's been a number of years. It's it's been more than I care to count. And I'm always interested in hearing how you think it has evolved over the years to where it is today. Sure. Um, I, I don't think there's a lot. I mean, to your earlier uh, to your earlier question, I don't think there's a lot new this year. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think vendors are really talking about uh, sort of the same thing that mm -hmm. they were last year. I think privacy is still a really large team. Yeah. I think folks are really trying to get a handle mm -hmm. over how, how multiple different state regulations are going to really affect their business, especially those in California that ignore yeah. GDPR. Um, right. Uh, mm -hmm. so, so, so 
Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just don't see much new at this conference, although vendors are trying to, to, to at least measure more on digital trust, right? Like, how do their products create increasing assurance inside of the enterprises that they serve? Mm -hmm. So I think you, actually you said you're, you, this is your fourth or fifth, something like that. We, we met at your first or second. And I, sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And, yeah. And that's around the time that Cyber Tacos was hatched too. It, uh, yeah. So I was like in, in a past life. I was working for the Christian Science Monitor. I was working for Passcode, which was the cybersecurity vertical of the Christian Science Monitor at the time. Yeah. Right. And actually, that, it, it kind of was born out of a conversation with the with the editor, one of the editors over there, and then it's kind of grown. Sarah Sorcher, who's yep. now at the Washington Post, yeah. So, this year you guys are a sponsor of it. So, as in Javelin, not because the yes. passcode yes. is is no longer passcode is dead. Right. Yeah. So, how have you seen the evolution of that? Uh, the evolution of a cyber tacos. Exactly. Yeah, the evolution of a cyber tacos. Uh, so, uh, uh, the Christian Science Monitor no longer runs it. Instead of just being a partner, W two is is actually running cyber tacos. Um, uh, I. I I mean, I, obviously, you guys have launched Impact Awards this year, mm -hmm. yeah, right? Exactly. So, so you are, you're actually trying to make it more of a holistic event mm -hmm. rather than just kind of like a one-off kind of networking thing. So, so that to me is like a really kind of large, a large change. Whereas once it was just kind of a small meetup in Washington D.C., yeah. now you guys are actually trying to attach a lot of collateral to it. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's fun. We're glad that, you, that Javelin's a part of it this Thank year. Thank you so much. It's the most fun. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, and then I also want to talk about um, the some of the bigger stories that we're seeing. So in 2018, we saw a lot about um, election security, privacy. Are there any things that you think will be a major headline coming out of 2019? So, so I mean, I... I I don't want to just tell you it's going to be more of the same. I think, I think the large story, at least the story that I'm always paying attention to, is the is the uh, like the data supply chain. Okay. Who is like my my mobile carrier reselling my data to, and sure. who are those people reselling that data to? Yeah. Right. To me, that's the most interesting story in security because it's an interesting tension, yeah. right? Like tensions traditionally in, in cybersecurity stories have been in between good guys and bad guys, right? Uh -huh. Now increasingly tensions uh, within cybersecurity stories are, be are becoming more about corporate governance mm -hmm. between companies and companies or companies and users, right? And I, th I think those tensions are just much more interesting than yeah. kind of like faceless adversaries. So those are the topics that are most interesting to you. Are those also the topics that your clients are coming to you to discuss? Are those the ones that are keeping uh, Certainly from a reputation and risk, Matt, like from yeah. a, a reputational kind of perspective, I, I think that those sorts of incidents are really kind of high on the minds of every business, mm -hmm. not just banks, right? Gotcha. Um, I, I think I think banks are pretty aware of meeting their customers' expectations because they already hold their customers' money, yeah. right? Um, that isn't to say that like there won't be a large privacy story involving some bank. I mean, I just yeah, don't yeah. know. Um, but. But honestly, like cybersecurity up until this point has mainly been about threat intelligence. Sure. I, I, I think I think cybersecurity stories are become less about that this okay. year and more and more about privacy and more about 
meeting consumers' expectations okay. when I have a custodial relationship to, to their data. So it sounds like also, if, if that's the trend that we're going to see, it seems like it's going to be, when, when you're talking about threat intelligence, that's a very, that can be a very vendor-driven um, narrative because you're talking about the research and what they're doing, whereas when you take it to the privacy side, that's a very end-user-driven conversation, it seems to me. Sure. I, I mean, I think that any vendor can do activist research. Um, uh, like, like, Dual launched a cipher, yeah. right? Right. Um, uh, you know, yeah. uh, Avast used to have the parallax. Um, uh, I, I think that where that news comes from isn't as important, but I think the fact that the tensions in that in those stories are changing, I think that's the most interesting thing. That there is, like, at least in the mind of readers, right, and mm -hmm. like of general interest readers, yeah. they are now less interested about nameless and faceless adversaries, and they're more interested about what are the responsibilities that my bank has to me? What are the responsibilities that my, my credit reporting agency has to me? What yeah. are the responsibilities, or the fiduciary responsibilities of anyone who I actually entrust mm -hmm. with my personal information? It's, it's not just about data breaches, right? Because uh, harm is hard to pinpoint, right? Like harm is much easier to pinpoint when, uh, harm is much easier to pinpoint when someone uses my data in a way that I did not yeah. expect. Right. It's just a much more natural story. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So we gotten to a point then where the consumers and the businesses really care less about breaches because they've kind of hit a spot where what like they breach fatigue? Yes. I well, so so I, I think it depends. I, uh, I think I think it depends on the type of company. Um, I think it depends on the type of incident. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not really interested in like hard and fast. A breach will never be a story, right? Like right. a story is always a story to someone, yeah. right? It's right. just about like how many of those someones exist. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as we start pivoting toward, sorry, okay. uh, as we start pivoting toward that privacy angle, are we going to be going down a path potentially with narratives that are looking more at the victim companies, the the, the companies that we're targeting, and they do enough as opposed to the techniques that the adversaries have used, which has been a narrative that's been kind of driving for a while. So, so I, I'm not sure I 100% understand the question, right? Like, um, are you are you asking that the that the security story going forward is going to be much more about corporate governance and business, or uh, I, I, could you just say that? I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I probably wasn't clear. What I was getting at is, um, are, is the narrative going to pivot and start being more um, focused on did the did the targeted company do enough um, yeah. and have the right pieces in place to protect that? So with the as opposed to the techniques. So I just I just think one thing is true, and it's always true: the people that are mo the decisions that are going to lead to um, companies mis like misusing your data are going to, mm -hmm. those decisions are going to be made by people with MBAs, right? right. It's not going to be made by by mm -hmm. a security engineer or or like someone with like a different incentive structure, mm -hmm. right? So so I think like those stories, like stories that are solely about privacy, they're going to be about business decisions. Like why did you know um, why did business A decide to resell my data to to business B, who then sold it to a bounty hunter, mm -hmm. right? right? Why did they Why did they sell that to a landlord? When, and it's going to be more about writing about tangible business decisions and not necessarily about hey, there's a there's a sofa seat, right? 
right? Mm -hmm. Or there's a there's a fancy bear, right? right. It's, it's going to be less threat intelligence driven yeah. and more about the decisions that affect civil society mm -hmm. and cause actual harm. Yeah, got it. Got it. Yeah, but, right. yeah, because in terms of like even identity theft, right? Like right. it is a tough number to to put your hands on. Right. I mean, yeah. we put a number on that. Like we try to quantify identity theft. I think we do a really great job yeah. at it, but it's it's just um, the 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 harm isn't uh, it's it's not necessarily as tangible as when you sell my data to my landlord who mm -hmm. then makes a credit decision based Based on, on you know where I go to eat. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Well, that's an like interesting perspective. So, Sean, thanks so much for coming and talking thanks. to us today. It's been great having you yeah, on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Good. Thanks.